Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. This is Song vs. Song. Lena, are you feeling uh, empowered? Confident? It's like it's 2013 all over again. <laughs> Woo! Yes. And uh, just like uh, last, last week when we did the best songs of 2013 or around that year, we are again doing the best songs of 2013. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> we are doing Katy Perry's Roar versus Sarah Bareilles' Brave. Songs you love and you were absolutely looking forward to doing this episode. You know what I love the most, Todd? I think <laughs> it, my, my favorite part is that um, we'd had this great guest on last episode, great songs we were talking about, songs that, you know, no matter who won or lost, everybody was a winner. Mm-hmm. Thought, man, we built up all this goodwill, got lots of votes, <laughs> lots of things people were talking about. And now we've probably have the audience, have the votes and have the money that we'll have for the rest of our lives because you picked <laughs> these two fucking stinkers. So thanks. Every- Everyone loves these songs. They were very popular. Oh, okay. Uh, I, you know I don't like talking about songs I don't like. You know this is my <laughs> least favorite thing to do. I love talking about songs I don't like. Great. I, I'm going to interview you. This is going to be an <laughs> hour-long interview. This is a partnership, and partnership is a compromise, Lena. It's a partnership, and you like to torture me. You know, I was surprised. I knew I didn't like either of these songs. But I figured, at the very least, the intensity with which I don't like these songs would not be matched by the rest of the audience. People I don't, really don't like these songs. Well, I dislike them each song for a different reason. You know, even, uh, even though they are, by some some standards, the same song. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fascinating thing. Like, I felt like I had to do this uh this matchup at least once because. Very rarely do you get two songs drop the same year that are basically identical. So, like, they're going to be associated with each other for the rest of their existences. So, it's a good time to pick um, two songs where one is accused of being a ripoff of the other, considering <laughs> the fact that as we're recording the song, poor Dua Lipa is in some real hot water because uh, oh. that song Levitating, which, you know, anybody who knows me knows that. Um, I shrimp pretty hard for future nostalgia. I love that album, mm-hmm. but uh, and I like levitating. But uh, there's this other song that is this there? reggae song that came out, and they're identical. That gosh, are they, they are really? the, they're the same fucking song. I Holy haven't checked it shit. out. Oh my lord, um, it's pretty. I usually approach these things with a well, you know, modern pop music. A lot of you know, they're very simple. A lot of similar chord progressions in general. So I. You know, I eye accusations of actual plagiarism with some suspicion. Ooh, not this time. And then so it's good timing because we'll we'll get to talk about this because in 2013, there also was some discussion about these two songs, um, Roar and Brave, within the fandom, not so much on a professional level as it were. But there was there was debate as as to whether one was a ripoff of the other. Yeah, well, there's a, it's pretty shocking that this did not escalate to uh litigation i mean certainly after blurred lines which hadn't happened yet speaking of 2013 but the 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 ruling hadn't come down yet and afterwards uh rather than even risk getting sued later they'll just give up they'll just say yeah we we ripped it off even if it's legally dubious they'll just give you the rights immediately 
Yes. I think before we talk about that, we should kind of, because, all right, so I, one, one assumes people know who Katy Perry is. Who? Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, we can sort of introduce what these two songs are, where these two are in their careers. And I think perhaps to some extent, and this is no shade to Sarah Bareilles, maybe talk about who she is because she is not perhaps quite such a well-known quantity as Katy Perry has been historically in the past. You mean star of stage and screen, Sarah Bareilles? I just don't listen. <laughs> here's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a comparison, which perhaps will help you. Do you remember uh, so some some ten years ago when you and I met? I was working on a web comic with a, with a, a mutual friend of ours, and uh, I went to a convention with him, and as mm-hmm. a result, all of you uh, called Magfest. And on the way there, everything was very normal. Uh, we all talked, we all acted like regular people. And then we walked through the hallowed halls of MAGFest and I ceased to be a person and y'all ceased being people. Y'all became like weird, precious celebrities. And I became the person who took people's phones to take pictures of those people with you. Um, you've never gotten over that, have you? Well, it's, you know what? Well, here's the thing. It's not that I never got over it. It's that it informed my notion of where I want to exist in the world. Because I don't that the level of fame that I saw people have even just in this space in that in that moment, I was like, well, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. That's too much. That's too much attention. I'm going to blow it. Something's going to go wrong. It just sounds terrible. But the idea of being successful, respected by your peers, making enough money to get by. That's what I want. And to me, that's what Sarah Bareilles is. If you're looking at her in the in the ecosystem of of pop stars and of and of pop music in general, and then of course is an extension of uh, Broadway music as well, like not the biggest star on the planet, but people like her. She's a likable person. She writes competent music, and she's clearly doing well for herself. I don't think she wants to be Katy Perry either, to be honest with you. Which is not even which is not shade on Katie at all. It's just not a thing that Sarah Bareilles ever seemed like she was aspiring to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I wouldn't have predicted that in 2022 Sarah Bareilles' career would be in better shape than Katy Perry's. Oh, I could have called that from a million mm-hmm. miles away. That actually makes perfect sense to me, and we'll we'll get into that too. I mean, I I certainly didn't pick her out as a multi hyphenate. She seemed like a music industry lifer to me. Yeah. Well, all right. So um, who is Sarah Bareilles? Just very quickly. How would we define her? She was a piano player who had a couple pop singles I liked. She did not ever really seem like she was going to break out and be, uh, you know, the a major star. Would I expect her to have as many hits as she has? Yes. Um, she seems like... It's like, would she keep popping up here and there with a new song that you might like a little? Like, yeah, that's exactly the level I put Sarah Bareilles at. She had one big hit in 2008, a uh, love song, yep. which an all-timer, that's a classic. Yep, if you don't think you know it, play it, you will immediately know it. You know that song. I'm not going to write you a love song because you asked for it because you need one. You know it. People know it, but I just, there's, yeah. I think there are probably a lot of songs called love songs. So, yeah, but yeah, that sure is one of them and it's good. It's a good song. And, uh, and I think, well, I guess we'll, we'll get to it, but that's, yes, that's where she was 
around this mm. time. She had released a couple of albums. Every album sort of had like one solid mid-level a, adult, adult contemporary, contemporary kind of hit. Uh, and then um, in 2013, she uh, she puts out uh, this album, "The Blessed Unrest," and and on this uh, so on this album, there is a song called "Brave." It is a song that she wrote uh, around the era of marriage equality, and she had a friend in her life who uh, was in the closet, and she wrote the song to that person saying, hey, I want to see you be brave. That's that's what the song is about. Um, and then uh, about four months later, uh, Katy Perry releases an album called Prism, which we're going to get into, I imagine, to some degree. And its first single is Roar, a song about how she is out of a marriage with Russell Brand <laughs> thing that until I started researching this, I had, I don't know how I forgot this madness that Katy Perry and Russell Brand were married. That's, I mean, I know that crazy marriages happen, but that one is just buck wild. That, yeah, that's, cr- you know who she was dating before, before Russell Brand came into her life. Remind me. I know, I know the answer, but it's, gone no, you don't. Head. Um, well, I think before that was John Mayer, or maybe after that. I can't remember. Mayer was after. Th- okay. That was after. Well, right before she da- she was dating Travi McCoy from the gym class heroes, which that mm. makes no sense. Let me tell you something about that. I was at a New York Comic Con many years ago where they uh, I was working uh, for Sci-Fi. They were running um, this main live stage uh, for a couple of places, including New York Comic Con. And they would just give me random people to interview on that stage. And they asked me to interview that guy. And uh, what, what, what was he doing there? A good question. I can tell you um, what he wasn't doing, uh, making me feel safe as a human being, because he showed up wearing a Joker mask and he was carrying around like a bat. And then <laughs> and I went to the, the producers and was like, listen, I don't know this guy. He seems... Like, I'm not going to be able to control him on the stage. Can we can we just do a check-in and make sure that he understands that this is not his time. It's sci-fi's time. And we are happy to promote him in whatever he wants as long as he does not make us all look like assholes. Please, can we impress that upon him? And he was very normal with me. And then they were like, great, he's going to be fine. They had him on for something else where he just went off the rails and said whatever he wanted. And I was like, oh, boy, I, I was just, all of us just to say, uh, yeah, it was weird that he and Katy Perry were in a relationship. And I, maybe he's a perfectly fine individual otherwise. But, man, he was a, he, he was a he was a person that created worry in me professionally when I had to work with him. Well, she's got she's got a song about him and his drug problem. So I think that would have been around the time. I hope he's worked it out. It was. Um, yeah, he's, he's fine now. He's clean. Yeah. But, I mean, like I didn't to be very clear, I didn't dislike him as a human being. He just, yeah. you know, I have one very simple rule when it comes to having to be a professional in a public setting, which is you don't make anybody else's job harder than it has to be. <laughs> and he <laughs> had not gotten that memo um, anyway. So Katy Perry. Puts out Katy Perry is a person whose love life we can discuss, well, unlike Sarah Burrell's. They are def- well, on different levels. 
interesting that you should say that because yeah. what I kind of came to realize about these two, not these two songs, but the albums that they're on, they're both kind of breakup records. I mean, here's my struggle with it. I Prism is a, a breakup record. Well, I mean, well, Rory, Rory is a breakup song. It is. It, yeah. and, and that album was written around the time that she would have been splitting from him. So yeah. in that way, yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, I did listen to Blessed Unrest. Blessed Unrest. I, I, took, I'd be very hard pressed to say anything about it. It's fine. Um, yeah. It's but so here's the thing about that album and the and the and the and the touring. So she she was in a relationship. That relationship was over. The guy she was on the relationship with was basically the the guy that was the band guy. All of the people in the band were friends with him, so it was. Sarah Bareilles referred to it as an amicable split, but that was a split not just from him, but from the whole band. So she was going out on her own. So there was a certain rawness to touring that album. And Katy Perry was also getting out of a relationship. So in this way, yes, there's there's there are interesting parallels is all I'm saying. I remember when this came out, like I said, this is Katy Perry's third album. She also started in 2008, but she started with like, two number one hit singles. And then she followed that up with like six more. So at this point they are at very, very different places in their lives. Yeah. In their careers. So here's a, so, all right. My thesis is that roar is a kid's bop. And of, of brave. No, it's just a kid's bop. It's just a kid's bop of itself. <laughs> um, it just immediately like it was made to be a kid's bop and brave regardless of what it may or may not be about it is clearly a song for middle-aged women who are trying to hype themselves up for their second act you know that's weird because this is a second act for Katie you'd think that would describe both of them Roar doesn't feel like that, though. There's mm-hmm. something, I mean, they're both very simplistic, I suppose, but um, there's something in the lyrics of, of Brave that has the vibe of, you can do this thing. Sure, all the best days are probably behind you, but you don't know. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and the thing is, uh, uh, now that we're listening to these songs in 2022, I can depressingly relate to one of them, uh, if that's the context we're going with, and it's the one I'm, <clears throat> I've decided to, to go with for these. Um, and here's my other thesis based on that as a, as a notion. Sarah Bareilles had a second act and is in it. The whole problem with Katy Perry is she don't got one. <laughs> she tried her second act. That's a little further down in her career. I but I don't. The thing is, I look at Katy Perry, and uh, and I think this is where we get into this. So you did a train record. I just did a video about the fourth album, Witness, after Roar. Yes, and, and part of that video was you saying that is Witness truly the train record, or is it in some ways Prism? And and, and what I ha- want to ask is, what did you mean by that? Oh man, I just, well, this is a thing that came up during the comp in the comments of that video on one of the music boards I used to go to. I love music or ILX as we called it. They have an idea that there are a certain kind of album that they call a New Jersey. Take a drink. Nicely done. 
This is named after the Bon Jovi album of the same name, the one that came out right after Slippery When Wet. It was is a Bon huge... Jovi from New Jersey. <laughs> huh. I'll make sure to ask. I'll, I'll look it up later. <laughs> yeah, check, check on that one. The New Jersey is the album that seems really big at the time because of all the hype rolling off of the last album. But in hindsight, is not that big a deal at all. And for what it's worth, I am not entirely convinced that New Jersey itself is a New Jersey. Like those are, has a couple of hits off of that are still pretty big. I like this idea of places as being a concept. <laughs> have you ever heard of uh, being in a Philadelphia? No, I have not. Oh, you should look that up. That's also a thing. That's like you're trapped in a situation that you can't quite get. I'm trying. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but it's sort of like everything is just exactly mediocre enough that you can't you can't quit your job. You're, you're yeah. like you're like I can't. I'm not gonna like. There's no oysters on my seabed. Like, but it's fine. Like the. Like the soup's fine, the salad's fine. It's a little limp, but it's fine. Turkey's a little dry. Turkey's a little dry. It's a, that's a, that's that's what it is to be in a Philadelphia. Anyway, yes. So, Prism. Prism. I remember being pretty big. Uh, I was hearing singles from it all the time. It has two number ones, just like New Bon Jovi's New Jersey did. I remember really not liking any of them. I and- here's here's my memory. Dark Horse. I. If, if, if I had to put my hand on my heart and say, what is my most hated Katy Perry song? I think it, it's got to be Dark Horse. I hate I hate that song so much. <laughs> You're not going back. What the fuck? Stop. No. Don't. No, I, didn't, I didn't hate that song quite as much as everyone else did, but I also can't imagine why anyone would like it. Like, it just like. It's clearly not good. I, there's something about that song that sounded like it's part of the same family of like, you know what to do with that big fat butt. Do, 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 do. Oh, 2014. What a year. Yeah. What I a just, year. There's something about those two songs that are of a piece. And um, I like a big butt, but I don't like that song about big butts. And I cannot lie. Uh, uh, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. 2014 is the, the worst year in pop music in my the, life. The, the nadir of pop music. 2014. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm just trying to, so like Prism as an album, I don't, there are songs on there that I, I like. Okay. Yeah. There are, yeah, there are a couple of deep cuts on there that I, I liked ghost. Yeah. I, uh, I think I liked it, international smile, but that, yeah. A birthday's okay. That's a, that's a single. That's yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Un- un- unconditionally. That's all right. No, it's not. Oh, it's better than roar. It's better than roar. You know, it's a funny thing. I remember um, really, really hating Roar when it came out. And, you know, in hindsight, I'm not sure why I it made me so angry. Like, it's just a limp little song. I think why, the, what, what about it provoked me so much? I think it's I always assumed because it's the reason why I was so annoyed by it is that it was what a firework, but bad here. Yeah, like just like a really bad version of Firework. And I was like, but you already did this so good. Why you do it bad now? Why? No. And also, and also, um, you know, people talk about it like it's great. And by that, I mean the people who made it. And, and mm-hmm. I will say, um, I feel like I should have, wish I'd said this at the top. If you find these songs inspirational, great. I don't, I, I don't want anybody to feel like, I, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. 
I don't like these songs. You don't like these songs. But if you listen to one or both of these and thought like, I'm inspired. I want to do things with my life. I feel happy in general. I think you and I both have garbage songs that we feel very strongly about in a positive sense. I don't want anybody to feel like they're not allowed to like music. But yeah, like Katy Perry had already done a song that was like this, that was much better. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I think we discussed this last time Katy Perry came up. I generally speaking recall, I kissed a girl coming out and being at the time a very ardent re- reader of feministing.net and hearing about how that song was appropriate of, of gay culture and being like, well, I guess that song's bad then. And then I didn't listen to her for a really long time. Oh, that, that song is bad. Like, I don't think you need feministing.com to tell you that. It, it just fucking sucks. Sure. We'll get into it in the I kissed yeah. a girl versus I kissed a girl. It's a girl, episode. yes. That, that is coming at some at some point. I'm a little surprised it didn't happen before this one, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair enough. That'd make more sense and probably be a lot more interesting. Why don't you like Brave? I don't know. Like, like theoretically, I should like Brave more than Roar because... I don't know, like I, I it kind of feels like there's a sense where Katy Perry was like the bully in this situation because, you know, Sarah Bareilles is, does not have five number ones off of one album. She's just, you know, trying to out there just trying to get another hit just somewhere on the, the C tier of pop music. And then in comes the biggest pop star in the world who writes a song that sounds exactly like this other song that already exists and is already on the charts already has been there for like four months and she gets the number one out of it. You know, it, yeah. It feels like, you, you know, this is like, should be an underdog story. You know, what's great though. I actually really like the way f- that story turned out as far as the two lead people are concerned, as far as Katy Perry yeah. and Sarah Bareilles are concerned. It worked out fine. The resolution on that, by the way, is that, Sarah Bareilles never outright said, I don't think it's a ripoff. She, you know, basically just said, this is fine. It's been very good for business, which it had been. Her song suddenly got a lot more attention. And she was already doing great for herself. Remember that, and political stuff will vaguely come back later. Um, This was a song, uh, Brave, I mean, that, like she'd go like sing for the Obamas and shit. Like <laughs> she was doing fine, and you know had no had no worries in life. And then Roar came out, and her fans were waggling fingers, saying Katy Perry's a monster. She's history's greatest monster, ripping off our <laughs> Sarah Bareilles. And Sarah Bareilles was a fan of Katy's, and I guess they knew each other, and so they talked right. about it. And Sarah basically concluded. I'm getting more traffic. This is this is good for the content. You know, mm-hmm. my YouTube video would have only gotten 10,000 hits and instead it's getting 500,000 hits. Great. What do I care? I don't need to sue. Everything's going to work out great. There's literally a video of Sarah Bareilles and Katy Perry and Tegan and Sarah and a couple other people on a live stage singing Roar. So everything was fine. I think mm-hmm. the only actual bullying that happened is that uh, one of the writers or producer certainly on roar uh dr luke a real fucking gem of an individual and this is about as mean as i'll get on this podcast i hope like harassed somebody for pointing out that they were similar 
and that person then got dogpiled. And uh, to this day, that person's account is still locked wow. on Twitter. And I was like, well, that sucks. Well, you know, there are plenty of other reasons not to like Dr. Luke, but Lord, man, come on. At least don't be a Twitter bully. Christ, come on, come on, man. You know, you're already bad in every other feasible way. At least don't do this. Uh, yeah. Like, so that narrative kind of fizzled and died. Uh, yeah, because Sarah Burrell had no interest in, in in keeping it going. It didn't benefit her. And it, it certainly did benefit her to just keep on keeping on. Um, and in point of fact, for whatever, I don't know what the plan was for Sarah Borales. I don't know what her intentions were. She moved to New York. She was, uh, she was a West coast performer, a West coast person. She moved to New York right around the time this album came out. That's 2013. Two years later, well, by gum, she's got a hit Broadway show that she's written the music for called Waitress. And, uh, and that, is interesting because now it's almost like her entire narrative has been rewritten around that. Now I think of her as oh, kind yeah. of always being so sort of in that vein. She just, she does. It's funny that she's not really from New York because she's got the vibe. Doesn't she? She does. And it's interesting because she's even talked about the fact that she avoided the glitzy glamour stuff. She wasn't really one for wearing the, the glittery dress because she was afraid that she would lose grip on her own narrative on her own identity she ended up at some point saying that she kind of wishes that she'd let herself be a little bit more free to enjoy that type of stuff and i can't help but think that maybe in in some capacity she was thinking about a, a lot of the fun goofy stuff that katie perry got to do i mean let's be real she was not like this earthy hardcore singer songwriter she was always a mainstream artist she but she got compared to like Regina Spector, Nora Jones, Fiona Apple, stuff like that. That was that was more yeah. this like I don't know that I think that those are the most certainly when people say Fiona Apple, I'm like, what? Where? How? <laughs> no. Uh, and that's, again, not an insult to anybody. I just I don't know that that is an apt comparison in my mind because they both play piano. Fiona Apple is a very different personality, a very different kind of writer in my mind. I, I do kind of see the Regina Specter sure. comparison, but I don't think it really flatters her very much. No, I just think that Sarah Bareilles is, it's interesting because she doesn't feel like a pop star, but certainly she is. She's just not Katy Perry. Like Katy Perry, right. that's, a, that's a whole, that's a whole other animal. That's a, that's a person who comes out and is doing more like dancing and stuff. She was closer. Like Sarah Bareilles is, once again, if we're talking about like, you, you know, like the third gender, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, she's like, what would happen if Jewel didn't try to become a pop star and like just landed somewhere in the middle, right? Like just went a mm -hmm. little further towards pop, just a touch, just a scotch. You'd, you'd arrive at Sarah Bareilles, right? Like mm -hmm. she's not full folksy yodeling. She's not up on a stage shaking her ass. She's right solidly in the middle, adult contemporary, but still pretty poppy at this point. I think that's kind of why I, like, even if she had gone on the warpath, like, I can't believe this big famous pop star stole my song. I don't I don't think I don't think I'd buy it. It's such a simple song. Pretty smart. Got to tell you, that's I think she's very yeah. I think it was very wise, the choice that she's made. And um, because she is a, a person that kind of wound up rooting herself in New York and is doing a, a TV show that's based here called Girls, Girls Five Eva. And I still live in New York. 
you know, I've got that. I know people who know people who know Sarah Bareilles. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anything other than she's very chill. She is, like I was talking about before when I was at New York Comic Con, she does not make anybody's job harder. She comes in and does the job and makes everybody's life a little bit easier. So in that way, she's a dream. I love you, Sarah Bareilles. Thank you for making people's lives easier. That's all you can really ask for from a professional artist. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I look at um, this era, this moment, and my only beef with Brave as a song is that I am a grouch. And when I hear a straight person tell me, hey, queer person, <laughs> I want to see you be brave. I'm like, oh, so you want to see me murdered in the streets? Cool, Sarah. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. There were, and, there were quite a few comments who found Brave pretty condescending. And here's the thing. Again, I am sure that there were tons of people who were absolutely inspired by it. And I am a curmudgeonly little shit for reacting that way. That's mean. But that's the emotion that it makes me feel. That's why I don't particularly care for it, like knowing what it's about. I used to like, there's an SNL sketch that uses the song wherein people are just saying what they want to say, like, I don't want to go to your office party. <laughs> um, I don't want to eat half your cookie. I want the whole cookie. <laughs> hey, stop primping in front of the mirror in the public restroom. I am trying to take a shit and I can't do it while you're in here. <laughs> and I was like, if, I wish that that was what um, the song was actually about because then it's one of the greatest songs of all time. And Sarah Bareilles, I think, has kind of embraced a certain degree of comedy because she's on this uh, Tina Fey produced Girls Fight Sitcom Eva. star Sarah Bareilles will never yeah. not be weird she, to me. Like, she she has a great song called I'm Afraid that is yes. is kind of like that. Like what if she actually just did that outright and it's pretty good. It's actually probably one of the songs of hers that I like the most. She's so good on that show. She's very good. I, you know, I, my only critique is that. In a very unflashy that, role. She yeah, that sh that show is is very middle of the road. But I like the but the people who are on it are great. There's a lot of great performers. I think, you know, there's only one season that's out there. I couldn't completely get into it. I think it's because I knew that it was produced by Tina Fey, and so I was like expecting a um a, like a Kimmy Schmidt, a, a Kimmy Schmidt or a Thirty Rock, and and the thing is that. Those shows are kind of off the wall, especially Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is like completely bizarro and hilarious for the most part, except for those two episodes. Uh, but this show is, uh, Girls Five Ever, is largely earnest. And I, it has been really hard for me to go like, huh, an earnest Tina Fey show. I don't know about all that. But Sarah Bareilles is exactly that. It's like, what if Tina Fey played a very earnest character, but it's not Tina Fey, it's Sarah Bareilles instead. If you can get into that, you'll love Girls 5 Eva, and there's some good songs in it, too, and and that one song is one of them. Yeah, that, that song's very funny because the lyrics are funny, but, like, she's belting her heart out. Like, she puts her whole heart into it, and you feel bad for her, even though the lyrics are ridiculous. Well, and here's, I think an, it, here's another thing um, that I feel is probably, if I, w if I was going to side with Brave over Roar, uh, Sarah Bareilles can sing. <laughs> she is, I mean, Katy Perry, it's not that Katy Perry can't sing, but I, if you're going, who's the better singer? I don't think it's a contest. She's got a very warm voice, Sarah Bareilles. Like that's, I think a big, 
like these songs are identical. Basically, we're going putting them under the microscope and going very granular to figure out which one is better. But I think that's like the one major difference is Sarah Bareilles' voice versus Katy Perry's. Um, you know, weirdly, I actually think from a, a a chord progression standpoint, there's actually more going on in Roar. It do, it does go a little weirder. I I did notice that when I was trying to play it. I was going to write down my thoughts after uh, examining the structure, and then I got bored and did something else. It's kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other, because Brave is a song with a with a, a person who can sing very well, who has yeah that, a certain warmth to her. She seems like a person I could go and eat a, eat a cake with, like mm-hmm. we could just eat a cake together, uh, and and it would be fine and fun. Uh, uh, but I don't like, I feel condescended to personally by the subject matter. And then there's roar and Katy Perry to me is just like, I don't, who is she? I couldn't possibly (laughs) even, I, you know, and that doesn't mean she's a bad person, but like, she's kind of unknowable. I don't, I can't connect to Katy Perry in any way, shape or form, but the song roar is thoroughly inoffensive to me. Like I do also remember really fucking hating it when it came out, but now I listen to it and I'm like, what? How did I have any kind of emotions about this? (laughs) Really? I had a feeling about this, this. Yeah. That's exactly my reaction. Now, nine years later, I was like, why did it, why was I so angry at this? Like, how could someone feel any kind of feeling about this? And you know, it's partially part of that is because it's hard to have feelings about Katy Perry, or at least it was at the time because she was this kind of, plastic doll of a human being and if roar did inspire people it works in a completely different way than brave does because brave is like you're great and katy perry's like i'm great i'm great that's a big difference and the uh, yeah the other thing about that which i noticed is uh if you google or if you do like a youtube search for um roar covers it's all kids. That's the reason why I made the kids Bob <laughs> comment because, you know, kids are, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Selfish little pieces of shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, all children, all children, You know, they all have a, they all struggle with a, a, an awareness that other people also have emotions and feelings that are valued um, and, and deserving of, of love and compassion. They only really give a shit about themselves. So of course they love roar which is a me, me, me song and Brave is a you, you, you song. Um, whether or not you connect to that or not uh, is another story, but it, it does make them opposites in that one way. I kind of see how Roar works for Katy Perry in a way that it wouldn't for Sarah Bareilles because, you know, she's a blank slate. And when she says, you're going to hear me roar, that's great for, you know, little kids to project themselves onto this empty canvas of a human being that is Katy Perry's persona. So that does make sense to me. I feel like if Sarah Bareilles sang Roar and Katy Perry sang Brave, they would both be much worse, like noticeably worse. Like Sarah Bareilles is your friend trying to cheer you up. And I just can't imagine Katy Perry being your friend. Yeah. So like, I, it, I, if, if Sarah Bareilles was singing Roar, the setting would be a, a, a song competition, <laughs> you know, like it'd be like American Idol or the voice or something. And she, and she would probably get knocked out a couple rounds in <laughs> maybe even <laughs> off of that song, you know? Right. 
but uh, I don't know, man. Like I do think that um, now we're even further out from 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 this thing too. But I think the other big thing about Roar is that uh, you know I mentioned the Brave was a song that the Obamas liked. Roar is inextricable to me from the failed Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. Hillary sixteen. Twenty sixteen. I'm with her. It, yeah, it's really Roar with her. Inex, inexpl, in, inextricable. Um, like Katy Perry, like literally was like going out there being like, "Let's all roar for Hillary," and it's like, "I, I, I." As a, this, as, as, but... as a per, as a person that voted for Hillary Clinton and very desperately to this day would definitely still much rather have had a perfectly com- competent woman who I often disagreed with as president for the last four years instead of a psychopath who didn't know shit about shit and pull up your pants. It's very embarrassing. It's very, it's yeah. very, it's very hard not to think about the fact that Roar was one of the big Clinton campaign songs. What up? That is just the bummerest of bummers. <laughs> there is a pall off of 2016 over a lot of things. And the thing is, I believe that Brave also was a part of that, but I think that it's it still had a little. It's got a little bit of the Obamas on it, and you know, was was the, Brave the, the Obama, part of the, the Obamas in general? People have complex feelings about now in the year of our Lord 2022, but uh, they are one thing that Hillary Clinton is not winners. <laughs> and so that does have an impact, I think on the way that people perceive these songs, um, which yeah. is very strange. And there's also another, there's another thing here that we haven't discussed, which is um, the legitimacy that is added to Sarah Bareilles and therefore brave by one Carol King. What's this? So um, there is a Grammy performance where Sarah Bareilles and Carol King came out and sang songs together. I remember that. Yes, that's right. That's and right. One of, and one of the songs was Brave. And having Carol King sing Brave with you when you're Sarah Bareilles is good for business. <laughs> well, that's very ex- good for business. Well, that's exactly the kind of person that that's the kind of artist that Sarah Bareilles has always kind of aspired to be. Right. I mean, it, I mean, it's all there. Carol King was just like the, the warmest, friendliest presence in pop music. She uh, played piano. She just wasn't very flashy. She just sat there on her piano and wrote some amazing fucking songs and sang them. Yeah. And the thing is that, you know, there's a, there's also a pretty straight line in the sense that, uh, you know, there's this uh, Broadway musical that, that people know that's about Carol King. It's called Beautiful. Uh, star of that show was Jesse Mueller. Uh, and Jesse Mueller also the star of Waitress and worked with Sarah Burrells. Another interesting thing about um, Jesse Mueller, you know who Jesse Mueller listened to backstage all the time and is a huge fan of? Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, again, it's it's kind of funny because I it, <laughs> there were people that were clearly pitting like the, the plastic princess against the, the more earthy, realistic girl as though like there's a choice to be made, as though there's some kind of dichotomy here that matters. And there fucking isn't. They like no offense to anybody, but like these two bitches like each other. Why are you like, why are you creating divisiveness? Why well, I said bitches like an asshole, but like, you know, these two people, yeah. they're not enemies. They don't want to be enemies. They like each other. They like each other's music. Let Just let people get along. Why are you like, this is not Katie and Taylor. <laughs> it ain't like that. This is nice. This is a nice little space. We don't have to Ooh. make them enemies. We're going to do Bad Blood versus Swish Swish next. I, I, this is a solely a Katy Perry song versus song. 
Yep, that's uh, it. We're just yeah, it's just going to be nothing but yeah, that's it for the rest of the run. It's going to be Katy Perry, someone that I never really had that strong a feeling about in the first place, unless it's in the feministing <laughs> <laughs> capacity milieu. Um, you know yeah. what? I, I was just realizing. I was like, "Roar" would be worse if Sarah Bareilles sang it because I don't believe Sarah Bareilles is going to roar. And I was like, "You know what? Sarah Bareilles singing "Roar" is that's just fight song by Rachel Platten. That's what that is. Oh, the other one. Yeah, the other Hillary song. We didn't. Um, we didn't talk about fun. Oh, is it? Yeah, one of these is a Jack Antonoff, isn't it? Brave is. That's right. That's so strange because this does not really sound like what I am, what I always kind of thought Jack Antonoff sounded like him. The, the guitarist from fun turned super producer, Taylor Swift collaborator, notably. I I could, I mean, you listen to carry on, you can kind of hear it. I mean, they're both inspiring songs. I I was thinking more of a Jack Antonoff as a producer that, you know, fun was Nate Ruiz's project. And, you know, Jack Antonoff is, you know, big producer now and like this brave does not strike me as a very produced song wouldn't expect that to be made by by anyone i'd ever heard of yeah it's it sounds it's there it's a perfectly competent uh piece of radio pop man i am i've been trying and trying and trying to get myself to say that brave is the better song and i I can't quite seem to get there i isn't this wild because i have to tell you i have I, I too have been circling this drain, circling <laughs> the fucking bowl, man, over and over again, thinking like when this goes down, I the 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 turd that's still going to be floating is going to be brave, but I don't think it is. I I gotta be real with you. If if you are thinking what I'm thinking, I actually kind of think I'm giving this one to Roar barely. Are you? Yeah, I think so. I actually think because. I so here's the, I have a very specific thing, which is that if you're writing a song that's meant to be for me and I don't connect with it, I it's really going to sour me big time. And Brave mm-hmm. does that. Whereas if you write a song about you and I don't connect with it, well, who fucking cares? That's not a big deal because it's not really right. about me. And Roar is not a song for me. It's not for anybody but Katy Perry. Ultimately, it happens to be a song that inspires some people, but it's not really. I mean, you could say it's an inspiration song, but it's just she was inspired to get the fuck away from Russell Brand. And hey, <laughs> two enthusiastic thumbs up for that one. Good call. Uh, so, you know, yeah. And again, like we talked about before, it's a little bit more interesting musically. Just a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so between those two things, yes, believe it or not, even though I know that it's going to lose to Brave in the votes, I contrarian that I always am I'm giving this one barely barely to roar you know uh, I think uh, I, uh, I, I think I am going to uh, I think I did find the thing that will push me to definitively say brave is the better song what is it I am looking at the YouTube comments right now for both of them and of course both of them are you know nothing but fans obviously but the fans of roar are saying Let's see what it says. This song never gets old to me, no matter how many times I listen to it. This song never gets old. This song never gets old. This song made my childhood. I never get bored listening to this song. This song is still great. Yada, yada, yada. Let me uh, pull up the brave comments now. I'm at one of the weakest phases of my life. When she said, I want to see you be brave, I just started crying. It means a lot, even if it's just a song. 
This song is everything. I played it over and over as I left my 28 year abusive marriage. Uh, this year I left my abusive and toxic marriage. This song came on. It was the most played song in my playlist. These are people who have like actual strong connections, like personal connections to brave that they don't have to roar. Oh no. I feel like that matters. Am I the drama? (laughs) Um, Am I the selfish one? Is that why I like it? Do I like roar because I'm a selfish piece of shit? Fuck. I I was offered a new job two days ago. I negotiated the salary, but I felt really brave doing it. So thank you, Sarah Bareilles. Uh, I have a friend who is discouraged. This song is really inspiring to her. After hearing this song, she has become more social. It's like, good God. Um, All this for Sarah Bareilles is brave. Fuck. But, and, and, and I just, and I just said that I w- was in favor <laughs> of the one that was, that was partly written and produced by Dr. Luke. It's a rough one. It's a, it's a, it's, 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 as we Boy, used to glass, say in, I in the that past. For last. Wait till you wait for you to take an opinion and then drop this on you. Yeah. God damn you. God damn you, Todd. Um, yeah, it's a bad look. I've done. I I did. I really did it to myself, though. Um, it's my own fault, really. But yeah, I don't know. I was kind of trying to just remove most of it, except for the fact that I'm a selfish piece of shit that doesn't like other people's joy. Apparently, <laughs> uh, 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 um, uh, uh, no, no, no. It's it's good. No, no, no. Don't don't be discouraged. Say what you <laughs> want to say, say. <laughs> and let the words come out. <laughs> By the way, let the words fall out really sounds like you're fucking puking or taking a dump, doesn't it? It doesn't I sound, mean, that's not a great lyric. Let the words fall out. It just, it's, it sounds like, it sounds like poopy time. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it no, sounds like I you're mean, dropping well, like, Show me how big your brave is. What the I, fuck is that? I don't know. It's not great lyrically. I'm going to say like, I don't, I, as far as, you know, general connection goes, I prefer Sarah Bareilles. I, you know, in the, in the presidential election, she's, she's the one I could go get a beer with, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I do like her other stuff and, and waitress is good. And I like girls five ever just fine. I certainly think that she's excellent in it. I just, yeah, I don't know. There's something about brave yeah. that I, I think, I think of her pop songs just musically and lyrically. It, I think it might be her, her worst or cer- certainly one that um, I don't of like. Of her most famous songs, it's easily her worst. And I think Katy Perry has worse songs than Roar. Much, much worse. Uh, Dark Horse. I hate Dark Horse. God, I, I mean, that's just on that album, if we're just going there. Dark Horse, um, like when I, I remember hearing that song for the first time. And I, again, like I, I it's, it's amazing to think that I ever cared, but... It was just that it was on the radio a lot, so I kept hearing the. I just, I was like, I hate this. This is so irritating. This is not funny. This is not cute. This is obnoxious, and I don't want to hear it anymore. And I didn't feel that way about Roar. Like if I heard Roar at the bodega, I wasn't like running screaming out the door. I want us run screaming out the door. Uh, 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 uh. No, uh, like for me, I was like a real big fan of those teenage dream singles. And then she comes out was like, and here's our next album. And it's going to start with this limp fart, this, you know, colorless limp fart of a song from Katy Perry, you know, the big, bright, colorful pop star. I was just, I guess I was just really disappointed. Like, I just can't think of anything good about roar. I just can't think about anything I like about it. Out of curiosity, if, 
the more natural matchup for uh, Brave would be Fight Song. If that was a third candidate, where would you land? The honest truth is, I cannot imagine at this Caring. point. I, yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I just this was the real problem when I said that I hate when you pick songs that I hate. It's usually they're songs that I hated at one point, and then I remembered to have a life <laughs> and not hate <laughs> I'll, pop I'll get songs. Back because, to you when I get that, when I do that eventually. Yeah, I just it's yeah, like I just can't imagine these songs are almost a decade apart from now. And I think, I hope I'm glad that Sarah Burrell is doing great. I hope that Katy Perry figures out a good second act for her life. That is, I mean, she's make killing her. it in Vegas. She uh, is. I don't, I mean, like, I don't know if, the, I mean, like, maybe that is the second act. I, you know, like I wish her well, I, I want Katie, Katie to be a happy functioning person. You know, I don't, look back and go, God, I hated Roar so much that I hope she <laughs> suffers and dies. <laughs> I mean, inevitably that will happen to you, Katie, as, to, as it does to all of us. But uh longtime listener to the podcast, Katie Perry, I regret to inform you that we are all, all mortal and we all die screaming. Um, but, you know, Vegas sounds fun. Like, I can't imagine having ill feelings about either of these songs in 2022 or ever again. I don't think there's any way I could get myself to have an emotion. Same here, although uh, I think I do genuinely still hate Fight Song. Yeah, I, think I, I guess. Could, I think I could work it up for that. <laughs> you could work up your, you could, you could like work up your hate boner. Good work. Yeah. Good work. I mean, I, I will say this, I think having gone and listened to both of those albums in a row, Blessed Unrest is definitely a more of a me album um, I actually don't think that Brave is particularly indicative of what the rest of that album sounds like. And uh, Prism just is not, I just don't think that's a very good album, period. Like there's a couple tracks that are okay, but I just, I tried. I was like, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come out a, a big Prism defender. Eh. No. You know, you could say what you want to say, let the words <laughs> fall out. But um, honestly, I, I think that, Katie's follow-up album, Witness, as much of a train record as it was, at least it was a big swing. <laughs> yeah. She took a big swing and it did not work out for her. But, like, I respect that she really was like, fuck it, let's get weird. Like, really weird. Not in the usual way that she's weird. It just yeah. ended up like, you know, you avoided saying cringe. So I guess I'll avoid, I guess I'll avoid it too. But there certainly <laughs> were moments where you could say that. And like, I don't know. In hindsight, I look back on it and go, well, I wouldn't say witness was worth it, yeah. but I do respect it in, in certain ways more than prism. I agree. I think that's a good note to go out on. All right. We've, you, uh, we've yeah. talked about these two boring songs into the ground. That's it. What a great entertaining episode. I'm sure everyone <laughs> loved it. I, We're going to personally, people, people, I, people are going to send, you know, like usually people like send a dollar to the Patreon. I think they were going to start getting like Venmo requests for money <laughs> for this. So thanks a lot, Todd. I wasn't broken up as it was. These I think this are gonna was be a like, good episode. I want a refund. I think this is good. I fucking love getting like, call it the narcissism of minor differences, but I love it when like songs are this similar and we couldn't take them apart. This was a good episode. You're welcome, listeners. You're welcome, one listener who's still here. Okay, um, That's it. What, what, what are we up to? You want to do the listener comments? That's where we are. All right. 
All right. Franco Del Rosario writes. Oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. We got to do the three questions. Fucking. Oh, God damn. We really have talked for too long. All right. Let's try and be quick about these. The four four questions now. I don't know why I still say three questions like there's only three. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, this is the focus up questions. Here we go. Very important questions. Very, very, very important. Uh, One of these songs is going to be lost to time. The other one's going to stay forever. For the culture, Todd, which song has to stay? God. Well, now that you said the thing about how people were inspired to get out of their their, their loveless, like violent marriages kind of feels like it's got to be brave, right? Yeah, it's got to be brave. Uh, I, I want to see you be brave. Like it's more likely to have affected people's lives, I guess. But I mean, I want to see you get out of that that loveless marriage for sure. I mean, if, that, if that's what it is, I want to see you get out of that bad, that dead end job. I want to see you be live, laugh, loving it. If that's the thing, if the, if it seems that more people are getting that emotion, who am I to argue? With, yeah, the captain, like, with the captain of the Enterprise. Um, other, otherwise, musically or like importance wise, if I hadn't read those comments, I would. I don't. Not sure. I'd have an answer here. But all right. I'd, so we got that. Great. Yeah. Sarah Barales wins question number one. Question number two. You could be a fly on the wall here. The the boy. Does anybody do 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 you, you want to see the creation of either of these songs? That that music video for Roar seemed fun. That I, that's a you know big production. With a lot of animals in it. A lot of cute jungle animals. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, I want to see, I don't want to be the, brave. The music, I want to see you be brave. And I also want to see PETA have a little snit about it. Cause they got really mad at that music video. Sure. Did I love it. Oh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, uh, they soiled their little fucking nappies. Fuck PETA. Great. I, I look forward to losing money off of that one. It's fine. Um, I'll, I'll take the heat for that. I don't like PETA as an organization, bunch of, Fucking people that like it seem like they have a good idea going, but are really just kind of bricks about it. Anyway, uh, yeah, all right. I would love to watch Peter be mad. Get mad. I mean, that's that's basically like the, the big difference between Katy Perry and Sarah Borellis. Sarah Borellis's video is just like a bunch of people dancing. <laughs> it and, was directed uh, by Rashida Jones. That one was it. Yep. I, I don't know. Maybe I'd like to meet Rashida Jones. I don't know. But all right, sure. I don't. I I'm gonna give that one to nobody. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Nobody gets number two. Uh, question number three. Megan Thee Stallion? Was one of these hot girl shit? Megan Thee Stallion, that's <laughs> that's 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 the pitch. One of these songs is, is going to be on a hot girl shit playlist for Megan Thee Stallion and will forevermore be considered hot girl shit. Are we going to let one of these songs be hot girl shit, Todd? Because I always feel like, once again, neither of them deserves this designation. <laughs> I feel like on the hot girl shit thing, Roar is a three out of ten and uh, Brave is a one. So I'm going to, you know, you're going to hear me roar. You know, it's, you feel sure. hot doing that. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm again, I'm giving it to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nobody deserves that one. Nobody. Neither of these songs is hot girl shit. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I so mean, it doesn't make them Katie, bad songs. I just refuse to accept that either of them are hot girl shit. <laughs> if they were Hillary Clinton would have been the president for four years. <laughs> the end. Okay. Most important question, not just of the podcast, but of all time. William Shatner, thespian, uh, uh, spaceman, guy with hair, horse lover, equestrian. Uh, he's going to do a William Shatner version for one and only one of these two songs. Todd, which one of these songs must be shat upon? Now I'm floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. I earn my stripes. I, I, I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working for Roar. Versus say what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Let the words fall out. Honestly, I want to see you 
brave. I like it because it's that, it sounds like a threat. Yeah, like Shatner t- do doing do an acting version of it sounds like he's saying, "I fucking dare you." Show to, me to talk some how big shit. your brave is. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. It's it's it is literally William Shatner drunkenly picking a fight with you to this song. It wins. Okay, so Sarah Bareilles has won two out of the four. Katy Perry has won zero. Yeah, it's it's got to be brave. You want right. to? Now we could do. I I blew through these as quickly as possible. We talked for way too fucking long about these songs. <laughs> How did we do it? I have a problem. Let's do it. Use your comments. Okay. Uh, Franco Del Rosario writes. The way Sarah Bareilles sings honestly in the chorus makes it sound like she's going to follow up with something that will hurt your feelings because she's just being honest. Like, honestly, I'm sick of seeing your face. That would be I'm a great sick song. Of seeing. Oh, I'm, I'm sick, sick of, of seeing. seeing. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. You know what? Interestingly, Sarah Bareilles has talked about the fact that she's a little too honest and she's had to work on dialing it back. <laughs> that that that's very surprising to me. It is, I yeah. She she seems very nice, but I yeah. I don't know. I kind of like that. She's authentic, you see. Yes. All right. Jay Gutierrez writes. I'll give the win to Sarah Bareilles, not because she asked for it, because she needs one. You see. She sure doesn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sarah Bareilles is doing great. Okay. Abigail Gruchas writes. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, Mrs. Gruchas, but. Abigail Gruchas writes, this has the opposite energy of the last poll. Yes, it does. That's <laughs> correct. That's 100% right. Thanks a lot, Todd. <laughs> okay. Nick Ionta writes, fuck you, Todd. There were a lot of comments agree, like this. Agree, agree, Nowhere Girl followed up that comment with, is it possible to ratio Todd on his own Patreon post? Uh, a lot of people were really hostile to both these songs. Yeah, you know what I think would be great? If you're giving money to Todd's regular Patreon but not Song versus Song, you should flip that. <laughs> you should flip that immediately. Don't give any yeah. money to Todd only. Give it to Song versus Song and leave a note saying, Todd, you're not entitled to this dollar. <laughs> Send the whole thing to Lena. Just for this month. You don't have to do it forever, but definitely for this month. That's what you deserve. Because you need one. You see, <laughs> I do need one. You see a dollar because I'm poor. Yeah. All right. Pocket size writes. I tried to go in with an open mind and be like, clearly they're joking. No way. Are they literally the same song? They're the same fucking song. Pretty similar. Yes. All right. Jesse Alora writes. Gotta be my old high school classmate, Sarah Bareilles, who was the best Audrey ever in our production of Little Shop of Horrors. That's true. You know, that's true. Um, I I saw that she had been uh, when she was in high school. I also had not realized that Sarah Bareilles and I are the same age, which is. Yep. We sure are both (laughs) in our second act, Sarah. (laughs) How's yours going? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say this. This is my favorite comment ever. Oh, all right. JT Radzai writes. I'm protest voting third party. Everybody walk the dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody walk the dinosaur. That's a great song. I don't know why this is so funny to me. Uh, It turns out that after all of this kind of highfalutin 
smart guy talking that you do in your videos. You like a random's funny. That's what you are. That's what you're all about. Now we know the That's truth. A- you really like to walk the dinosaur. There we go. Now we all know we the go. truth about you, sir. You are a, a was not was fan. All right. A couple more. Uh, Alina writes, I what? feel like a, no, not you. Different Alina. Alina, <laughs> Alina writes, I feel like a dick saying that I won't vote, but I cannot imagine having an opinion on this. Did I write that? <laughs> it, huh. There are two Alinas in the world. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of us, and the reason I know that is because every once in a while I get a new Twitter follower that just follows people with that name. <laughs> Happens well, more two, often than, than I'd like. Very weird. There are two Alinas in the world who both have the same non-opinion about these two songs. Nailed it. it Good work. Good job, right. other me. And one last one from Paul Anderson. Paul Anderson writes, Has Katy Perry not been mortified enough? Oh, the end. That's sad. All right. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. She's doing just fine. Yeah, she's Katie making Perry, like billions of dollars off that Vegas tour or Vegas Katie residency. Car- Katy Perry is made of money. She's, you know, I'm going to say it. I think she's going to be okay. And I don't mean to, uh, you know, disabuse of the notion that I don't feel that Katy Perry has ever felt pain. But yeah. I do think that she's, I think she's going to be all right. Yeah, she's uh, she's enjoying. I, I know it will be so hard for Katy Perry, a longtime listener to the Song versus Song podcast, to hear that she's losing in the polls. Well, you don't know she's losing in the polls. We haven't announced I'm, the winners I'm, yet. I'm, I'm pretty confident that that's how that's how it's it's going to go. I you know if only if only more Katy cats had Pokemon gone to the polls, <laughs> perhaps this would have turned out differently. Hi, what a time to have lived through. Just Boy, the most times. depressing. Anyway. Things are much better now. Uh-huh. Anyway, who are do they? you think? <laughs> anyway, who do you think? You said, how much do you think Brave won by? Oh, I think that's like a 70-30, at least. I think, 70, it's, I, think, I think it's brutal. I think it's a brutal victory for Sarah Borales. All right, for a total of 543... The 308, that's 64 to 36. The winner is it's Cerberus. There's no, there's no drum roll here. There's right, no thanks. drum roll here. No shockers today. All right. Anyway, thank you for what, listening to Song versus Song. Please donate to our Patreon. We need money. And uh, you can support us. If you can't do that, uh, you know, just give us a like, recommend us to your friends. Give us a nice review. Yep, give but us five you, stars on I, I, iTunes, etc. But if you do give us a dollar, you get our bonus episodes. This week, we are going to watch all 14 hours of Get Back. I mean, there's some, there's some good stuff in there. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't finish it, so I, I guess I have to go back and finish it. There's there's good stuff. Uh, Yeah, I'm, I, we're not doing it. this. We'll do it this month. I don't know why you said this yeah. week. This month, it's coming. It's coming. And we, and we an did, what, what, what did we do? We did we did another Beatles thing last month. Uh, Julie Taymor's Across the Universe. Yep. So if and you want to know what we thought about that. We've done all sorts of stuff that, that, that people have voted upon. Some of the episodes are even good. Yeah. And you get all of them. One dollar. As I've said many times, not just that's just not just never mind. Oh, say that's <laughs> not just that's not just a deal. That's a Kim deal.
It's a 90s alternative reference. Enjoy it. A, a casual reminder that I now also have another podcast. So if you like Thing versus Thing podcasts, you can check out uh, Battle of the Boutiques as a part of the Destroy the Brain network of podcasts, uh, wherein instead of songs, I do weird-ass niche movies. And that's a fun time because weird movies are fun to talk about. So go check that out. All right. You ready for our next episode? Never. What is it? Oh, I mean, you better be ready. You you suggested it. We will what? be doing what? What did I? What did I suggest? Oh no! We we will be doing the Beatles Helter Skelter oh. versus the Rolling. I can't the believe that you're Stones, the one that said shelter. it. I'm mad at you. Why? Because I if I knew it was this, I would have been the one saying it. This is going to be one of the ba- the greatest bangers of all time. Yep. Get- we're, we're doing the Rolling Stones Gimme Shelter versus the Beatles Helter Skelter, our second Beatles versus Stones episode. And this one's going to be real hard. I'm, I have no idea which one's going to win this. I have no, I have a definitive answer for it, but I will tell you that I, this is an episode that I have been jonesing to do for a very long time. I think that it is going to be one of our best. We haven't it's, even recorded it yet. I haven't even started researching it yet in full. I think it's going to be one of the best episodes we ever record. I'm very excited. All right. See you around, everybody. Bye.